Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. Um, and whether you're listening on podcasts, the radio on 88.9 FM, WQCS, NPR, we are always just privileged to have you as listeners and uh, supporters. So, uh, today in the studio, we have Mrs. Melody Spano, founder of 100 Women Who Care. So she's actually one of the 100 women. Yes, I am. <laughs> and um, great organization. Lots to talk about today and how we can get together and do these amazing things that we do when we put our minds and our wallets, um, you know, at it. And uh, so kind of want to just go backwards because we were starting to talk about you know some of the synergies in the community and you mentioned some doctors had mentioned me to you and so forth and so on right you work with tell tell me about some of the people you work with well as far as the doctors are concerned yeah. uh, that that really goes back to doctors that we've used for my husband's care Oh, okay, okay. and they had suggested that um, he see you oh, for oh. pain and yeah. and so on and so forth which we haven't done yet. Right. I'm sorry, but we will. <laughs> but no we've worries. heard such great things yeah. about you. Oh, and then Barbara you. Allen, yeah. who is one of my board members for 100 Plus yeah. Women Who Care for North Palm Beach, yeah. um, is seeing you now. Yeah, and she's for been, years, for a few yes, years. Yeah. And she's been telling me wonderful things about oh, you, she's and sweetheart. she's the one that made the introduction. Yeah. So thank you so yeah. much she's for She's always excited me. to share all the wonderful stories. And, yes. You know, so how did 100 Women Who Care start? So it's actually started on a national platform okay. in a very small way okay. back in 2006. I heard about it in 2012. Um, I was actually looking for a way to make more of a difference in the community. I was very busy with my own commercial real estate career, but I wanted to do a little bit more than just attending fundraisers and, and that type of thing, luncheons and so on and yeah. so forth. So. I saw on LinkedIn that a cousin of mine was a co-founder of 100 Plus Women Who Care in Chicago. So I reached out to her to find out what it was all about, and it was very small at the time. Mm -hmm. And as I learned more about it, it really was developed by a woman named Karen Dunnigan okay. in Jackson, Michigan. And the way that came about, she was a mayor in that area, and she had been contacted by the local hospitals and said they had a tremendous need for baby cribs for women that couldn't afford cribs they were having their babies and then taking them home and putting them in cardboard boxes wow. and dresser yeah. drawers yeah. Uh, putting them Whatever. in their bed yeah. you know mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. uh, was not a good situation obviously and it was increasing the mortality rate of babies in that area so she said, you know, I don't want to do a, a major fundraiser for this. We need to raise money quickly. So she called quite a few of her friends and associates and said, can everybody meet me here with a check for $100? So 
So make a long story short, she ended up raising $13,000 in a little over an hour, mm -hmm. and they were able to purchase 300 cribs. Oof. So the light bulb goes off, and she yeah. says, you know what, Let's. why don't we do this every quarter? Mm -hmm. We'll find a cause, mm -hmm. and we'll raise money for it. Yeah. So that started in 2006, and she developed to a point of about 30 chapters when I heard about it in 2012. And when I read about it, it was just an easy way. We're not a 501c3, yeah. which is the nonprofit, um, but the people that we support, the charities we support, are 501c3s. Got it. So I said, you know, we can do this for busy women like myself. Mm -hmm. We'll meet for an hour, we'll get a group of friends together, mm -hmm. and we'll We'll choose a charity, and we'll contribute. That's great. That. So um, it started with cribs, and that's and you said in, it grew to thirty chapters. What is it now? So now, yeah. unfortunately, Karen passed away mm -hmm. about five years ago, and mm -hmm. her sisters picked this up. So they picked up the mission and spread it throughout the world. It's now about seven hundred and fifty chapters. Wow! I started with that's one, amazing. and now we have five in South Florida that are. Subchapters that you that yeah. you founded, right? Yeah, and then we have individual directors now. Yeah. I have amazing directors that run each chapter. I run the North Palm Beach chapter. Yeah, it never ceases to amaze me what we can do as humans when we set out to do something good. You know, right? Um, there's this, and I, and I love this show. I love having done it for for over ten years, and it just never. I, I'm always <laughs> amazed, um, you know, and I and I have patients that obviously come in, and and obviously there's friends and associates, and there's people out there that I'm sure you've come across, and there's this almost gloom and doom attitude. Yes. Of oh, you know, the world and and this and that. And I say, well, stop watching the news and get out there and do some good. Exactly. You know, because when you spend your time, amazing. when you, you spend your time do. doing good, right. you make the world better. Right. If you're doing nothing or just talking, you know, about right. the negative, you're just adding to the negative. Right. right. We started one chapter yeah. with thirty women. Yeah. Now we have almost nearly five hundred. We had five hundred women. We lost some during the pandemic, but yeah. nearly five hundred women. And we've raised almost two million dollars just so, by people writing checks for a hundred dollars yeah. each quarter. Right. And so let's look at the diversity of need. Right. So again, something as simple um, and as basic as a crib, providing that actually decreased mortality rates at a a direct result on the health of the baby, which obviously the health of the mother and Absolutely. everyone connected to that child. Absolutely. Right? So let's look at some of the progression, and maybe you can speak more to your chapters, which are in South Florida. Right. I'm sure that's unique compared to maybe the chapters in New York or Chicago. Right, they all vary know. a little yeah. bit. Right. Um, the mission of the organization, I think, globally, is to support the local nonprofits Mm -hmm. mostly underfunded right. in the community. Okay. So we try to keep North Palm Beach and South Palm Beach chapters try to keep all of the monies in Palm Beach County. Got it. Broward keeps theirs in Broward, Miami Beach keeps theirs in Dade, and Jupiter Tequesta keeps theirs up in their Jupiter Tequesta area. Right. Um, so we, as I say, work with just the smaller nonprofits. So for instance, uh, some of our 
our local nonprofits are Chasing a Dream Foundation. You might yeah. be familiar with them. Just had them. Just had them. Yes, on the and show. they're an amazing organization, yeah. and they you know support families of yep. children with life-threatening illnesses, and they've been members, and we've been supporting them for for quite a few years. Yep. Uh, Sweet Dream Makers is another one that we do a lot of work with, and they provide beds and linens and so on and so forth for mm -hmm. needy families that actually don't have mattresses. And I had a personal experience with that. Um, my husband and I were trying to support a woman about two years ago that uh, had lost her daughter, her um, grown daughter, and she ended up taking in three children, um, grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have much money. She, was, she had cancer herself. And she was trying to support these kids. Well, when I went to visit the, her home, they were all sleeping on a big sectional. Yeah. They didn't have, none of them had beds. So I called my contact, Susie Broad, at Sweet Dream Makers, and I said, Susie, this is a dire situation. And she said, you know what? Let me take care of this for you. In the next 24 hours, she got them all mattresses, and they were delivered to their house. And we ordered linens, and we got them uh, sheets and comforters and pillows and everything that they needed. And within a week, they were fully fit out. So they're an amazing organization that we've dealt with. But in the meantime, at our meetings, yeah. they have now connected with other nonprofits, and they're all working together, right. which is just an amazing Filling thing. in the gaps, yeah. so to speak. Right. And we just supported um, Help Me Amy Foundation. Mm -hmm which is a fairly new one. Um, they've been in, in uh, existence for a couple of years now, and their former um, drug addicts and alcoholics that have gotten clean, and they are now helping other women in recovery wow. to move on with their lives. And again, my other nonprofits are all helping her right. with her people, and it goes on and on and on. Fort Freedom is another one mm -hmm. that helps veterans get back on their feet and they mentor them and they they house they, they have a place where they can house a few of them at a time right and teach them the skills to get back into life and once again all of the different nonprofits are working together to help right. each other and it's just been amazing to see how that works yeah there's some there's so many great you know organizations and some that have been around for some time and some that are new one one new one older one that uh, I've been a fan of is Hannah's home yes um, and we yeah. had supported them early on mm -hmm. um, mm. they haven't come back to us for a while but yeah, yeah they're, they're, they've had some serious growth yes. um, I was over there the other day looking at their new church and uh, additional rooms and but there's a new one that I uh, came across the other day that I'm gonna have on the show is um, it's it's based on tennis. Uh, it's for special special needs special in tennis. Needs. Yeah. Oh, that one I don't know. I would be yeah. yeah I'll, I'll be anxious give you that to... name. I just came across it, so we're gonna. Right. It's gonna be in January. Have so. you heard of the Hands and Feet Foundation? No. What's that? That's one? another great one. Bailey yeah. Hughes found right. that with her co-founded with her sister. Yeah. And they help people that take in foster children. Mm -hmm. You know, the situation where they, somebody may get a call and say, we have a foster child. Can you take him tonight mm -hmm. or her tonight? And when they get a child so quickly, they are not set up for them. Right. So they contact Bailey and say, I just had, I just 
received this foster child, I don't have anything for the child. Oh. And they pack everything up and go over there with, you know, clothes and food and bottles and everything. diapers, anything that they need yeah. in an emergency situation. And they're an amazing organization that they've, it's, it's been in existence for just a few years now. This is great. Um, Oh, it's uh, Jamie's Tennis Angels. I'll give you the content. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I would and, love the content And it's based on the, the daughter of uh, Amy Frank, Amy Lapkin Frank and her husband. And uh, she was a very special individual and I had taken care of her, you know, for, for some time. Right. But, uh, you know, the mother decided to create this. And it's great because you see things like the Elsh Foundation who has all these other things. But, you know, the, the specialty needs right. here. Right. Um, and smaller outfits, so maybe you can't make it to Elsh Foundation, but you still want your special needs child to benefit from the sport of tennis, right? And right, that exactly. uh, community. Um, so when you look at all of this, and, and obviously there's, uh, what I like about what you're telling me about your organization is you kind of, help to facilitate all of these and kind of rein in some of that energy and be a connective unit rather than just funding. Correct. You're also connecting and right. making a more making a more powerful force in the world because of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So at our meetings we do a half hour of socializing networking. Right. right. So everybody can meet the various nonprofits and the and the nonprofit directors that are mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. can interact and they can connect. So yeah. it's really developed um, as a whole uh, synergy yeah. over the years between the different nonprofits. Because these are nonprofits that have a very low budget, so they usually can't afford to promote themselves. Right, right. So right. had we not been presented them by members, mm -hmm. we wouldn't even know about them. You know, thinking back to some of my childhood and the places where we would receive help from, it was sometimes it was a local church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because of that, you had to also kind of attend that church and you were kind of on, you know, uh, on display almost, I felt. Right, right. Um, which, it's not a bad thing. It's like an exchange, you know. Right, like but here it's we're difficult getting, as if you're a child, I would think. Yeah, you know, uh, feeling like that. But um, you still were grateful for the food and the help and the whatever it was that you received. But what I also like about what you're telling me is that, you know, while there's a spirituality and a giving nature and the love and compassion that comes from your organization, it's kind of, un it's unbiased. It's not required. There's no requirement other than that you see them become well and Correct. survive and hopefully do more than survive, but thrive. Right. Um, over the years, have you had some interesting stories and women that then have come through the system and have survived because of the organization and then joined the 100 women that then can now give? Well, the Help Me Amy Foundation is mm -hmm. is one of those. Okay. Because yeah. the um, the founder, Amy, mm -hmm. and her sister, Nicole, yeah. they had, uh, Amy, if I have this correct, I think Amy was the one that came out of um, recovery yeah. second, Nicole first, and then Amy. Forgive me if I have the story a little mixed. Yeah. But um, she was really trying to get on her feet. And she started coming to our meetings about a year and a half, two years ago. And she would come, she and her sister would come to every single meeting. And you have to, for our organization, you have to be in existence at least a year before we can support you because we want to make sure that it's sustainable. And she came every quarter, sat through every presentation, talked to all the other nonprofits, talked to the members, 
and she was getting her confidence to be able to present at some point because our concept is if you get chosen to be one of the three that presented each meeting you have to get up and make a, a five-minute presentation so we've seen her evolve mm. over the last couple of years and get more and more confident to the point if you saw the difference from the beginning yeah. to our last meeting when she got up and gave an amazing presentation yeah. and then was chosen by the members to be the grantee for that quarter it, it was something really to behold love it so we see that sort of thing happen yeah. over time yeah. and, and as even chasing a dream when they when we first supported them years ago the first yeah. time around yeah. they were really brand new Oh, they've grown so much. Yeah. I, like and I Lori, said, I, we you know, just Lori had them. Lori just, was here last week. <laughs> oh, she, yes. she was spending, yeah. you know, so much time trying to develop this organization. Oh, yeah. And now it's just... And it was just there. cystic fibrosis and cancer. Now it's like so right. many other it's illnesses every, yes. that they can help with, help right. families with. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. like right now, I'm trying to help her as of today. Mm -hmm. Spread the word. You may have seen it. The mm -hmm. One of the families that she supports mm. just lost their child oh, no, this I didn't week see that. and they're trying to raise money for funeral expenses oh. and she just does so much for and that's the, the part of the work you don't want to hear about because it's just so sad it's but it's sad. part of the work right right it's, right. it's still part of the work because right. the there there is the strain the grief but also the business of loss right, right. there's there's all that that goes into right. paying for the care up until and after what do we do how do we take care of the funeral costs how do we you know right. and this is the stuff that unless you've lost loved ones you don't know about until right. you get there you're like wow <laughs> i and just want to grieve you know <laughs> right and you thank know? god we have some of these organizations yeah. that lend a helping hand right. right and help raise the money so that these families don't have to deal yeah with that part of it That's while they're, they're grieving so we've seen a, a lot of that with our organizations and, and just mm -hmm. watch them grow and yeah. expand and reach out to other organizations. And the When you look at, um, obviously, you're not a 501c3, but they, they are there. Correct. And you have to go through a review process and you meet the people and you develop these relationships. And that's, right. that's huge because yes. you're doing the work for others so that they know if they support, you know, they're supporting something legitimate. Correct. Um, when you have something like, which we're still sifting through that mess of decisions that were made and how many lives were destroyed through the COVID situation, right. through loss of jobs and shutdowns and all that, um, we're still seeing homelessness, we're seeing all of this, and we're seeing other forms of disease that have come out of it, whether it's cardiovascular, heart, you know, all of these new right. uh, up upticks, we call them. Um, have you been inundated with a lot more work because of that in the last two, three years? Um, I would say not a lot more work, but each of the nonprofits mm -hmm. has experienced a much higher request for need. Mm -hmm. uh, they just have, it's over, overwhelming right. to so many of I would, them. That's what I would yeah. think. Yeah. They, um, they, they can't help it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they just are... Uh, they're trying to raise money wherever they can. Yeah, because every facet of life, right. every facet of health has been, you know, uh, affected, in some cases exploited. Right. Um, really sad. Right. And the need yeah. is just uh, increased exponentially. It's just gotten a little out of hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, we have more and more 
local nonprofits that are coming together and trying to f- to fill the need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all we can do is just keep trying and keep, you know, adding. In in our case, we keep trying to recruit more women for our five chapters. Yeah. Because the more we, more members we have, the more money we can raise, and the more yeah. charities that we can we can help yeah. in South Florida. And we have a matching grant. So we have a f- matching grant from the Richard Schultz Foundation. Well, they'll match 50% of what we raise. Mm-hmm. It is capped at 5000 per quarter, right. per chapter. But it's significant mm-hmm. that, that we is. can get an additional $5,000 for right. what we raise. So it's important to us to get as many members as possible for the organization so we can help that many more nonprofits. Besides filling the gap between... Uh, you know, be, between all these nonprofits and helping them com- to communicate and connect. Um, and as we spoke about, you know, there is a spirituality, there is a, you know, all of those things which used to be almost just a church position. You know, church and community was the right. one that did that, but that kind of shifted a little bit, I think, in a lot of cases for whatever reason. Um, government. Do you get visits? Do you do you get to meet with the mayor more or governor or do they look at or in different states do they look at organizations like yours or your organization in particular and say, Hey, you're doing a great job? <laughs> How can we Actually in our organization, no, I've not experienced that. Yeah. Um, at all. And you would think that that would be Right. And it could be because we're not technically a five oh one C three. Right. Which uh, is beautiful more of in a way. What you would call a giving yeah. circle, right? Yeah. And we use a a platform that's a five hundred one c three to collect the donations. Mm-hmm. But uh, which is brilliant, we, by the way. I don't I don't know if every listener really gets what's going on, but you're not. You're really just giving. You're we not, give a hundred percent. Of what not, we collect, not, we don't take any administrative exactly fees, yeah. um, anything like that. Hundred yeah. percent yeah. goes to charity, and it all runs through our giving platform. Right. Yeah, I think that really needs to be spotlighted, highlighted. Right. <laughs> That's a big deal. Right. Yeah. And for instance, our members give 400 a year as the minimum commitment. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's matched by 50% mm-hmm. typically. And then 100% of that goes to whatever charity. So the nearly $2 million, mm-hmm. that's been collected and 100% going to all of the charities, yeah. which there's not a lot of organizations that do that. And, no. and again, it's just a simple... Yeah, I mean, it's such, you've created place. such a, yeah, over the last, what, so since 2006. Right. We're at, you know. And we started at the end of 2012, so we've right. about 10 years for South Florida. Right. Yeah. So you've created a real, I mean, this should be a template for everywhere. Right. I mean, you it's are so you are many places, but, they sh- you know, like I said, government and everywhere, every institution should be looking at this. Right. As an example of how we can help each other and grow and right, it's such a simple process. How about education? Do you affect any areas of education? Uh, yes. So, especially the the matching grant is very interested in yeah. educating. Um, uh, edu- the education is part of their mission. Okay. So are you probably familiar with Edna Runner? Yes. The Center, and you I know just she just found passed. out. Yeah, just yes, uh, the day so before yesterday. Well, yes. I spoke at her organization to the kids, to the yeah. parents. So that's um, a typical what example. What a force. What a force. Right. Yeah. And we've supported them, and yeah. we were so sad yeah. that she passed. But she has done a tremendous service to the community oh, yeah. of helping to mentor and educate and yeah. teach children. In fact, Barbara Allen, 
yeah. who you know. I know, yeah. Brought brought them to us. Yeah. As uh, and for our listeners, just a, a little bit more background. It was the Edna Runner uh, Tutorial uh, Center in Jupiter, I believe. Yes. It's Jupiter, yeah, still within the be- uh, borders, and um, but yeah, Palm Beach County, and for years, fa- a place for families to come low-income families, uh, children without parents or, or you know, uh, real knack for learning. I mean, just the growth that was right. assisted there. Right, <laughs> and, and, and so many working cultural, moms. Cultural, social growth. Right, um, working moms yeah, that needed yeah. help. All, all of it. With their children. Yeah. So she had me come in and talk about nutrition and enrichment in that way. So that's why I asked about education because yes. it's essential to fill in that gap because as the government makes cuts in education, which is the foundation for any good thriving society, right? right. It's education and health. Without those, you, you know. Right. And we really do focus on education, mm-hmm. health, homelessness, mm-hmm. um, the need to feed. Mm-hmm. Palm Beach Harvest is another major organization that we have supported. Okay. And then again, uh, Deborah Morgan from Palm Beach Harvest, if you haven't yeah. met her, she reaches out to all these different organizations as, as well. Wonderful. Environmental? You... Um, not so much environmental. Yeah. yeah, they get a lot of help, interestingly enough. Right, and they get yeah. they get more government help. Yeah, they we do. We try to support the ones that aren't getting the larger grants. Right, right. Or government help. Right, which are the based upon what you said. Right, yeah. those are our local, yeah. non-funded, yeah. underfunded, yeah. that we're helping. Interesting. Well enlightening and uh so melody spano please tell our listeners how to become one of the hundred hundred plus women who care members Mm -hmm. so it's very easy um they can just reach out to me either through our our website Mm -hmm. which is 100 women who care southflorida.org okay or they can email me at mspano at 100 women who care southflorida.org and I can get them to whichever chapter works well for them. Wonderful. And we're on Facebook as well. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you've missed any part of this show, please go back and listen. It's available via all podcasts, Apple, you know, podcasts, you name it. And uh, this show has been proudly um, in in part brought to you by Vell Health, Health vellhealth.com, V-E-L-L for very well. (laughs) Uh, Download your Vell Health app today. It's wellness within reach, and uh, we will see you next time.